0: Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow doing the show tonight, once again with the full crew of Genre and Sue, along with me. Hello. Hey there. And uh, once again, we uh, do love to hear from our listeners. Please do drop us a line uh, at Civil Politics FM on Twitter. Facebook.com slash CivilPoliticsRadio or uh, just email contact at CivilPoliticsRadio.com, which is our own special dedicated website with previous episodes and supplementals and other kinds of good stuff. So, yeah. And actually, before we get into talking about news and and things like that and, you know, politics and whatnot, I have sort of a related thing I want to talk about very briefly, <clears throat> so, um, from time to time on this show, I have mentioned uh, the podcast's uh, opening arguments, which is uh, has the lawyer Andrew Torres and uh, the uh, interlocutor gadfly comedian uh, Thomas Smith, uh, who did a really great job of being sort of a one-two combo, breaking down uh, legal news and politics and uh, getting into the the nuts and bolts of how uh, new legislation works and how the law works and you know criminal matters and Alex Jones is being sued by the Sandy Hook parents and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, it was a great show. Uh, I listened to it for years and I supported it through Patreon for years. And it's possible uh, at least a few of our listeners may have found us because I for years have had a regular shout out um whenever they would thank their top patrons they would say among other things civilpoliticsradio.com fridays at 7 p.m. eastern on valley free radio um and i paid for that for years um but i stopped because of the really sad recent developments um because uh it seems that uh andrew torres uh has feet of clay and there have been a number of allegations, which I, I personally find credible. Obviously, they haven't been adjudicated in law, so they're allegations at this point. But uh, I find them plausible that Mr. Torres has been uh, sexually harassing, both verbally and with some uh, inappropriate touching, uh, a number of women, uh, people he'd met uh, through the podcasting community, fans at, at live events and things like that. Um, And, uh, some of this apparently had to do with, uh, problems he has with alcohol. Um, and I have a lot of sympathy for, uh, people who have, uh, you know, for, for everyone I think has, has their own feet of clay in some ways. And I, you know, alcoholism is a real problem. It's a, it's a serious illness. Uh, I don't want to, you know, uh, Belittle people just because they're struggling with addiction um, and uh, you know i i I know there have been incidents in my past uh uh where when I was younger, I didn't necessarily read the cues well enough to know to shut up when I should have um, so you know um uh, yeah. I, I I get it. Like there is definitely a need for growth and for change and for, uh, you know, accepting accountability for 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 doing the wrong thing and saying sorry and it's time to make up for that. And uh, yeah, and if anybody, by the way, just contact at civilpoliticsradio dot com if you've got something you want to say to me, I want to hear it. I do want to become better as a person. I do want to make up for harm that I've caused. Uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but one of the things about having the privilege and being an abuser is you don't always know that you're doing it. Um, I don't think I'm trying to, I'm not coming out to, trying to come out and say something or make an admission, but, you know, I'm I'm just aware that that is a problem that could be out there for me. Um, uh, Anyway, um
1: it's the the problem problem where everybody programs, is, really a program really. Yeah. Is that program still on the air? The uh opening No, they, argument, they well they're...
0: they are still do well so no. Yeah. So, uh, Andrew we Yeah, Andrew put out a statement saying I have a problem, I need to step away for a while uh and deal with this, need to, you know, get some treatment for for my alcohol problem and so forth. And he did that on uh on, uh, uh, like Friday the 10th. And then, uh, this past Monday, he just started doing new shows, uh, carrying on, it's not quite business as usual because co-host Thomas Smith is not doing the show with him. Uh, they're using different theme music that wasn't the music Thomas created for the show. And Thomas apparently has been locked out of accounts, so he can't actually, uh, comment or, or... Interact with or you know stop them from doing it, and doesn't want them to, so just the whole thing it it really kind of sucks and uh, the whole thing sucks, and uh it's especially disappointing uh because one of the th- reasons why, up until recently, I respected Andrew and the show civil politics was because they were part of the the uh, left wing uh commentary sphere or whatever that was serious that would talk seriously about we need to hold people accountable you know like al franken did bad stuff and he should have re- you know he he was he should have resigned from the senate and it's a good thing that he did you know that doesn't mean that none of the good work he did didn't you know you know didn't have good good effects, you know, it's not like there was nothing positive about his time in the Senate. You know, that's all true, but still, you know, he sexually harassed a bunch of women and he needed to leave the Senate because that just wasn't acceptable. And now here we are and uh yet another person uh who is uh you know, a a a left-wing luminary is also turning out to be uh a sex pest and is not taking responsibility and working on changing as a person and that sucks um and that's why we're, uh I'm not supporting civil politics. I'm sorry I'm not supporting opening arguments anymore that's why we're not advertising civil politics on opening arguments anymore um and uh I I I, my sympathies and support to the people who've been harm, harmed by Andrew Torres, um, uh, including co-host Thomas Smith, apparently. And, um, yeah, I just, I'm I'm really sad about the whole thing. Uh, this was a, a useful voice in the left-wing commentariat that's, that's just gone now. So that's too bad. I, I don't know. I don't know if I have anything more to say beyond that. I've probably talked for too long, but... Just it, it's something that's really been been bothering me. Um, you know, somebody who I in part look to as a bit of an ethical role model has, uh, you know, turned out not to be such a good choice.
2: Um, I couldn't find any specific articles on it, but there is a, a subreddit that I actually use a lot called Out of the Loop. Where mm-hmm. uh people say like, what's going on with this? And then someone who knows about it um answers. So I post the link to that on the website. That that's gonna that's, be on the website. So um some that some seems,
0: yeah. Uh I I I doubt too many people uh who are listening to this uh who you know aren't already who are interested, aren't already, you know, aware of, of uh, opening arguments and whatnot. But uh, uh, Thomas Smith has, a, has his own podcast called Serious Inquiries Only. So you can go to SeriousPod.com to see what he has to say about this. And Opening Arguments is still posting on Twitter at OpenArgs and so forth. So, you know, like y- you can go out and, and get stuff from the mouths of the various horses yes. and, and asses. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I don't have any information other than what's come out. I just, I'm letting, I just wanted to let listeners know what I have done. Uh, cause like I said, I, I don't know, but it's possible that some of our listeners actually have come to us from that show. Uh, I'm aware of it and, uh, 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 yeah, it's yeah. And i I've, 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 I've stopped supporting the show because I'm so upset by what, uh, it appears Andrew has done and the way he's handled the accusations. Understandable. Uh, uh, since then. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Sorry about that. Great. I, to, you know, <laughs> to, to,
1: it's all right <laughs> to be. It, I think it's really important to be accountable and transparent. We really try here on this show to, you know, do the right thing. So it's good to, it's good to put that out there. so people yeah. are aware they can check yeah. it for themselves.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. I would just feel terrible if I were, uh, you know if if you know to uh bring shame on 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 you two, i would I would feel real terrible about that, so I really hope i won't <laughs> i'm gonna try not to but you, I'm doing what you, do, you 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 do
1: embarrass us all the time, so oh well that's <laughs> different
2: <laughs> it embarrassment means that um it's a shock of some sort um <laughs> that That means that uh it was unexpected i think uh and that's that is not the case here so um
0: you're good i'm em- a <laughs> I'm embarrassing for being a buffoon, not shameful for being a pest <laughs> <That's different. laughs>
2: A group of mics would be an embarrassment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, you're like duplers. (laughs) I I resemble that remark. (laughs) Anyway, Uh,
2: so moving on.
0: um, Yeah, don't support people that are jerks. Yes, uh, whether they're. Uh, legal podcasters, or J.K. Rowling, or uh, you know, or the New York Times. Um, Speaking of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, I
1: don't I thought know. we were going
2: to talk about it.
1: Sorry, it's actually about a natural what? segue. Trying to yeah. trying to be accountable and and do your due diligence, you know, and yeah. try and expose all the all we find wherever we find it. Yes, but you guys were mentioning—I didn't know—the New York Times, where all the contributors wrote a letter to the New York Times.
0: Yeah, it just um, came out yesterday. Um, I'm, uh, if Jarma can't find a link easily, I—I I know I've got one. Like, because uh, uh, you know, I'm still—I still have a gift subscription to the New York Times from a friend of mine. Uh, haven't canceled it yet, anyways. Um, and uh, they—a letter from hundreds of contributors basically calling them out for uh you know the one-sided anti-trans sort of the framing of their coverage uh the way that they uh you know have a distinct bias and and kind of sort of you know just repackage old nazi propaganda about trans people in a way that's really kind of gross so um, um
2: in in our yeah. uh custom search engine um our trusted news source um, New York Times has been listed there. I, I've actually taken that off of the list.
0: Mm, okay. So
2: I will try not to link to New York Times for the foreseeable future.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, and, and the heck of and the heck of it, it is, it. of course, they still do good reporting uh, on a lot of topics. A lot of the time, it's just not. It's not all the time, and not about everything. You know. They, they, they. Yeah. Have, yeah.
1: They sometimes made I, I remember when they said that Hillary Clinton had been indicted just before the election and they took it down. But it was, Ugh. you know, it was a huge mistake. And sure. they obviously gotten a tip somewhere from something and, you know, printed it. And it's like, oh, my. But, yeah, they don't check yeah. as carefully. And they, I'm surprised that you guys like them as much as you do. But, I, you know, it is true. They do some good reporting. Um, I, M- Maggie Haberman, she's amazing. It so. they,
0: they 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 do a lot of coverage of a lot of different things, some of which is really good. And it, it's sort of a baseline. Like just about everybody is like, oh yeah, the New York Times. Okay, so you know it's it's a it's sort of a Matt Santos.
2: They totally missed that story. The I mean, Santos story. Honestly, it's kind of like Fox. Yeah, honestly, mm-hmm. it's kind of like yeah. Fox News. They're they're reporting. Like, Fox News' reporting is not that bad. Like, their actual hard news stuff. Yeah, um, okay, sure. The, it, you know, their newsroom, it, like, during the day, um, like, does reporting and everything. Like, it does have a conservative streak in it, but they're still informative. And then their opinion shows at night are just insane it's just insane and that is the problem with the new york times and and like i don't have a lot of problem with their actual reporting and they they are one of the few papers that actually has the um the resources to to do like on the ground reporting with with a lot of places but uh their opinion page is a mess um they have a ton of people that uh they keep allowing to do uh, opinion pieces that are just horrible um like yep. un like either either uninspired or ill-informed or just hateful sometimes and trying to fit in narrative yes, yeah they, trying to fit in have- a narrative and try they're they're really into both siding things like and so that that is and and liking i wouldn't say i like them really they're just uh they were i consider them like a good paper you know um, but I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty done. I'm pretty much done with them. Yeah. Like this is, this. I, 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 I took all my stands. I can't stands no more, you know? <laughs>
0: okay. Popeye. Thank you for getting yeah. the reference.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's my vintage, it, that's why
0: it, it's worth. I understood that reference. It's worth <laughs> pointing out. <laughs> That, um, you know, back in the 80s, the New York Times did publish an op-ed by William F. Buckley Jr. saying, you know, you know, all the AIDS patients that have like their HIV status tattooed on their foreheads just – or – no, it wasn't their foreheads, their butts, I think it was, just so that everybody, you know, would know. You know, like if – just, you know, like if if they were going to have gay sex that the partner would know because they could see it on their butt. Jesus Christ. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, so so yeah. The, so the New York Times, says, Archie, Archie Bunker said, "Those were the times." Yeah, those, those were, were the days. <laughs> days. Yeah, those mm. were the days. Sorry, yeah, thank that you. That was the theme song. <laughs> oh boy! Holy mackerel! Yeah, so good times there. Um, uh, what a yeah. depressing show tonight. <laughs> we could we we could go on to the. Um, what did you say about? Um, Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> I, <sort of> a- <laughs> I mean, this is a good segue into Harry Potter.
0: <laughs> I suppose, yeah. I yeah. mean, we could. Do you guys want to? We can talk about something else. I the the, the thing to mention, in case people don't know, is Hogwarts Legacy is this new big immersive video game set in the Harry Potter universe in the 1890s. And um It doesn't really seem to like have much in the way of transphobic content, but um, the main plot revolves around the quote unquote Goblin Rebellion of 1890. And of course, the goblins are the greedy, secretive, xenophobic, hook-nosed bankers who secretly are plotting against everybody else. And Uh-oh. the leader of the rebellion is a fellow named Ranrock. And his goal is to kidnap the protagonist, who is a child, a student at Hogwarts, and use their special magic blood in a ritual that will strike down the wizards. So if that sounds like the blood libel to you, um and... You know, like a whole bunch of really obnoxious anti-Semitic tropes, uh, then I have a pogrom to sell you. Wait, no, I don't. Uh, yeah. The, so yeah, boy, so there's that.
2: There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going uh on a, around um Hogwarts Legacy and uh Harry Potter uh specifically. You know, I we've probably mentioned it before, Joanne K. Rowling uh being a, just the queen of Turf Town, just that's her brand now um the creator of, of Harry Potter just being a horrible horrible person and th- there have been people uh, especially um in the trans community the LGBTQ and and allies community that have been saying don't buy the game one because you're sending money to a turf to a to a transphobic jerk who uses it for I'm, transphobic causes, yeah, right? I'm uh I'm censoring myself a lot, just so you guys yeah. know. Um, I don't want to beep everything I say. So um, so don't you're sending money to her because she gets a cut. And hmm. uh by furthering the um the popularity and the and the so and the and the fact that um this this IP stays in the cultural zeitgeist that gives her the platform to spread this these horrible things so it's not just that we're we're sending money to uh so, like someone that's just is going to spend it on an, anti trans like organizations and support for for the lgbt Alliance and all all these horrible places, but um also she has said that her that she considers the popularity of of the brand as support for her views
0: mm, yeah really explicitly
2: yes she wow. shes she said that i look at my my um my i like the licensing check i forget what it's called um hmm. the the royalties i look at my royalty royalties check and that shows me that that people aren't aren't totally against me so this is this is an issue so they like this game is um by is basically created and you know i'm sure she had some say I uh, she she they're saying that she hasn't had anything to do with the actual creation of the game but she will get some some money off of it which she'll use for bad purposes she is going to accept that money and say that because I'm because she's getting that she she has more support so she'll just keep going and because the the brand is so popular people will listen to her and they might not know about like how wrong she is or how horrible she is. So there's that there's the anti-Semitic stuff. And there's the fact that um, (laughs) they actually added a, a a trans character into the game pretty late in the process. Mm -hmm. This is clearly a way to try to deflect um the 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 issue like oh look it, the game's not transphobic like it's they have a trans character shut up her, their name is Sirona. like guys really Rona like Sir Serona virus? Serona her her name is Sirona. it's uh, huh. It's it, it, and this this discourse has been has been raging like a lot a lot over Twitter like online um for a a while now um I will post a uh, a video um by uh, a YouTuber named Jesse Gender who um who has gone through this entire saga um it is a long video but um you know it has chapters but basically if you hear anybody talk about the wizard game and how you, how, you know, if you buy it, then you're sus. Then that's, that's what it is. Because if you're, buy, if you, the, this wasn't like, there wasn't any call for a boycott or anything. It's just, if, if someone says, if you buy this game, it's supporting someone that hates me and you buy mm. the game, then don't call yourself a friend that that person's friend anymore you yeah. know it's it's not hard and it, this is something that i've been reading about because i'm in a i'm a gamer i i try to follow a lot of gaming news and gaming community and this is something i've been like reading about like for months and it's just like it's not that hard to not buy a game you know it's and people deflect and they say like what about the developers and what about this what about that it's like no play something else you know so that's the issue with the with the wizard game there um and it's really it's really too bad because if she wasn't such a jerk um the game the game doesn't look bad you know you know mm. it's it doesn't it doesn't look terrible it's um and if you love harry potter and you know you wanted to like and you've always wanted to have an action role-playing game where you can be a a student at Hogwarts if it wasn't for all the trans stuff and the 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 anti-semitic stuff and everything probably be you know mid to high tier game you know but Mm. it's it's really it's got this stink on it which is really unfortunate um so yeah Uh, if you if you love Harry Potter you have the books and everything it's fine it's fine you know, it's cool. It, the The whole thing is just don't buy new stuff. Don't go to Pottermore more or whatever it is. Like, don't
0: don't support. Don't go to the theme park.
2: Yeah, that that's the. Isn't that the? I th- yeah, the theme park or like the website or like whatever. Just don't don't buy more. Don't go to the movies. You know, just read the reread the books if you want. If you can separate, like, you know, there like there are people that I've I've bought books run by them before and I just can't read them because they're just they've just said like vile stuff. Um it's hard for me to read like the Dark Knight Returns. You know, because yeah of, because of Miller. Um unironically yeah. reading it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be reading it and just just hate reading it, but that's that's me. But like the but this is, this is Scott thing, like card, for example. Uh, yeah. Oh oof. so yeah the, I mean like and The point I'm trying to make with all of this, and I think there's a wider point here, just like I mentioned with the New York Times, if if something is not if someone or some organization is not doing what it said it wants to do is not being uh, it is not like is is actively working against people that 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 you love, then you need to cut them off. You know, if it's, yeah. if it's so bad, especially if the people that you love are saying, don't do this, it's really hard to not do a thing. And I mean, it's really easy to not do a thing. And there's a part of the Jesse gender video. That's it. And she says, um, the, the, like not buying the game is passive. This isn't, it's not an active thing to not buy a game. It's not, you're not being a supporter, not buying the game. You're just preventing more harm. If you decide to buy the game, that is an action that you are taking and there are consequences for that action. So if I, if I know one of my friends has purchased the game, um, then I'm going to look at them differently now.
0: Yeah. It's unfortunate. Well, uh, on that, also, somber note. Uh, I guess this has been the first half of Civil Politics, uh, our hour of disappointment and regret.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and After the break, we're going to talk about puppies and balloons.
0: <laughs> Balloon balloons being are shot down by, by puppies.
1: <laughs> yeah, born <Long> remembrance. <laughs> was yes. the Amish puppies that he, he, he brought oh, the other
0: man, that was terrible. So anyway, but we're going to play <laughs> some PSAs, promos, and station IDs uh, and then be back with uh, more civil politics, all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Just a couple of minutes. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so yet never dull tune in Friday nights 10 p.m.
1: till midnight on WXOJ LP Northampton 103.3 FM
0: there are
2: everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases wash your hands avoid close contact with people who are sick Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org.
0: And we're back with civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. Uh, Sue and John and I, Mike, are still doing the show. And uh, let's pivot to some actual good old fashioned political news. Uh, Let's talk about the upcoming 2024 presidential horse race. Hoo ah!
1: Here we go. Here we go. There's two people in the race so so Um, far, and they're both Republicans.
0: Yeah, two declared people. Uh, Yeah, God, I wonder if Biden actually will run. I kind of hope he won't, but anyway. I don't know who um, else could. (laughs) Yeah, there's Seems like that. like he's
1: lining it up to go, but if he doesn't go, it'll be a really big surprise.
0: Yeah, 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 that's true. And if,
1: I hope he's telling somebody so they can get lined up to go.
0: But, but uh, Nikki Haley, former governor of South Carolina. Um, I I like
1: her. You know, my favorite yeah? is Chris Christie, but I like sure. Nikki Haley. What do you like
0: about Nikki Haley?
1: Um, well, she... She liked Hillary Clinton and thought that she was a role model. She took the Confederate flag down uh, in South Carolina. That was she. Good, yeah. She on abortion, where she struggles to put out her position. Uh, she signed a law that was twenty weeks with with exceptions in South Carolina, so not not terrible. Um, you know she she knows how to manage. She's a governor. Uh, She handled the U.N. when Trump was being really unreasonable. She managed to come out unscathed, one of the few people in his administration. So she must have pretty good tactics and strategy. Uh, She's pretty. Um, I guess that's about it.
2: (laughs) She's pretty.
1: Photogenic. She's photogenic. (laughs) <laughs> she's pretty, no, oh, she's, Sue. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought that would get you guys. Well, but, you know, the, she really surprised you really would be him. saying that. She, she, and I'm, I'm being a little facetious. Um, she's she handled the guys in South Carolina very deftly. You know, she she handled some you know tough rednecks, and uh, I you know I think she's more moderate than most people realize, and she's been good at sort of not pissing mr trump off and not really distancing herself totally from some of his policies that are more popular so she seems like a pretty sophisticated person and she's got foreign experience because she was ambassador to the un and she drew some lines in the sand there too so you know just a just a good good all-around very conservative you know good on taxes and stuff so that's why I like her. But Don Lemon gave her such a hard time. Oh, my God. He yeah. he said the most obnoxious things. He's, he was saying that she's passed her prime. You know, she's calling for a um, competency test for people, politicians over 75, which I think is probably a good idea. And she, um, he questioned her on that and said that women, Don Lemon said that women, are in their prime in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. And, of course, she's 51. Yeah, so, so, so she's my age, a, isn't she?
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, and that's not old. And especially for people that have to accomplish something before they run for president, you know, you need, a, you need some, some traction. And he had to apologize. I guess he posted something, and CNN is being really quiet about it, you know, saying that they need to, you need to look at his apology. But, yeah, how offensive is that, that women are in their prime only when they can breed? I mean that's I mean even put it that way, but that that's the implication. Horrifying. I mean for feminists, you know, I I don't really care for him anyway as a news announcer. Do you guys know who? uh, Sorry, Uh, I think
2: that's horrible. I like he's. I've liked Don Lemon like on and off over the years, like sometimes, but sometimes not. He's he's yeah, but um. That was definitely a quiet part he shouldn't have said out loud. Exactly. Exactly. It goes to show that everybody can be a can be a jerk.
1: Again, censoring myself. Um, I think that's important. Everybody can, yep, everybody can, you know, not think about what they're saying and learn something out that they regret. So. Yeah.
0: Well, that's a gaffe in the classic sense of inadvertently saying what you really think. So...
1: I, bo- I would yeah. believe that he really thinks that, but I, you know, oh, yeah. obviously we don't know. Well, why would he say it otherwise?
0: Yeah. You know, if he doesn't believe Maybe that, it's... you know, why would he say
1: that? Well, he's reading the script for the for the interview. Who knows?
2: Hmm.
1: Do you guys Ooh, know who, <laughs>
2: uh, sorry, what, what were we going we to say? I was going to say, what were you going to say, John? <laughs> <Because laughs> Do we you guys know you. Um, who John is? Hey guys, is? what were you going to say? Do okay. you guys know who what John Hagee Hage is? John Hagee, I do not. He is a pastor and a televangelist um, who has said a lot of anti anti Catholic, anti Semitic, um, is um, islamophobic stuff.
1: Um, Why is he drinking a bell? What? Is he advising somebody really important. He, is strong. And, and he one let me, of the
0: left behind guys. wrote those uh, left behind books.
1: Well, let me
2: let me, let me let me ask uh, Sue. Let me just make sure. You said you liked Nikki Haley. I do. She had him open up her her uh, announcement rally. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> in in um, South Carolina.
2: I think so.
1: Yeah, I don't. Actually I, I, know I forget where, it was. Where, where the actual like. Um, she, she was in New Hampshire this week. She's going to be back, so she must. Well, the uh, we're keeping New Hampshire as our first primary. The Republicans aren't changing, so she, her. You know, it'll be Iowa and then uh, New Hampshire. So she's hitting the early states. Yeah, um, he he endorsed so uh, George fun. Wallace actually in 1968. Oh, my. And I know I know a few people that voted for George Wallace Ew. in 1968. Yeah, 68 was a wild year. Did, did I mention to you guys the um, Kerner Report? I don't know if I was telling you about that. The Kerner report? The report? I
0: don't think I've ever heard of it. It's uh,
1: 1967. It was commissioned. It was a committee on civil um, disturbances. Johnson appointed him. And they came out with a report to explain why, um, you know, there were riots in Michigan. There were riots, Uh lots of places, but there were riots in Michigan and they, they, the report, um, I heard a piece on this on C-Stan. The report said that the reason that there were riots in the black community was because of white racism and how people had been treated. Uh And Johnson deep six, the report, It, it exists. I've been trying to get a copy of it, but, um, I I found that very interesting that they just nailed it. Mm. They just said, look, you know, you stand on somebody's neck and they can reach your leg. They, you know, they rip your, they rip your trousers and, you know, they respond just like the Palestinians respond to somebody Mm. standing on their neck, but very interesting times. So, well, I'm sorry to hear that because, you know, I really, it's like, what was the guy that was Obama's preacher and they made such a big deal of that. And, you know, it, yeah, and it's unfortunate.
2: Well, I mean, that guy does not have the abhorrent history that this guy does.
0: Yeah, that yeah. that guy was saying America, you know, God is disappointed with America for its racism and its 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 cruelty. Um and the other guy was like, "Nah, George Wallace is great." Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's sure. I, it, it really and it, this Jeremiah is Rice, this right? is really just mm. um
2: so it's really too bad that someone that, that I don't know a lot about her positions at right now. I, I forget. Um, I
1: think but we'll Sue, hear I, about
2: them. I'm sure that you're, I, I believe you like in the stuff that, that you were saying about her. Um, and then she does something like this and yeah. it's yeah. really, and, and that just, why this is this is your coming out moment? You're, you're coming out on the stage. You're introducing yourself to the to the country again, you know. And you're gonna open up with a prayer by this racist dude. What is going on? You know, um, she's probably courting Stephen a certain a uh, certain vote, a particular, kind of
1: really really a particular kind really of person, particular kind of person. Stephen Colbert really likes her and he admitted that during his show that they're old friends. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's from South Carolina too and you know but he he totally mocked her her um opening ad because her opening ad starts with a railroad track and says, you know, the the city I grew up in in the south was divided by railroad tracks and you know some people lived on one side and other people lived on the other side and you know I oh, was God. I was other I was other. That's what she was saying. Cause she's, you know, um, half, half Indian and, um, uh, India, Indian, not American, uh, not native Indian. American, um, not native yeah. Americans. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so then, so she starts that way. That's the first opening scene of her ad. And then later she says, but America's not racist. You know, when you see <sighs> people that had their, children thrown in the flames by Russian soldiers and you see, you know, and she talks about the Chinese and the um, uh, I'm trying to blank on the the folks that they are creating genocide with right now. It's the Uyghurs? I'm sorry. uh, Is it the Uyghurs? It's the Uyghurs and a couple other people. But she goes through the world, you know, sort of the world's racism and how we try, you know, that in this country we try and uh, Stephen Colbert just ripped the ad apart, said, oh, yeah, you start out by saying, I know what racism is because I was affected by it. And then you say we're not racist. You know, nice, nice open. Uh, It's pretty good.
0: Just just amazing. Um, Um, I gotta say, I don't know if he was at all, like, I think when he talked about how they were close personal friends or whatever, I'm not sure that's true. I think he might have been sort of being arch in the way that he used to be on his show.
1: You know, I'm not, I'm not I, sure. I, Possibly they are. They I, do know each other. Well, I don't know. I I believe they I, do, but I, fair enough. He's so good at comedy. You might not know if he was, yeah. yeah, he was doing, doing both, but I thought he did that to explain that it was okay that he ripped her ad to pieces because you know, they're friends and she understands that he's a comedian. Uh, I, but yeah, I thought it was the, a really good argument.
0: I thought the point was that uh he was basically sandbagging her by saying, "Oh yeah, we're super close friends." So like any Republicans who are thinking about voting for her are like, "Oh, Colbert likes her."
2: Yeah. Yeah, well. Interesting. Well, I, I have we'll to watch that out. clip
0: again and make up my own mind, but yeah, you yeah, I don't know.
1: Well, and you know, maybe right. If, if they are if they are friends, he'll have her on the show at some point, so Cause he likes I to do that to politicians. Yeah he, yeah. he, you know, he had a great interview with Biden. Oh my God. When, after Biden's son died, that was amazing. That the was a good Biden interview. That he, yeah. yeah. It really, I, it was probably one of the most real things I'd seen on TV in a long time. At least it felt it felt like it was. So, yeah. so I, I, I take him at his word, but you're right. He could have been being sarcastic. So I found the announcement video. I'll post it on the website. Oh, there mm. you go, and people can judge for themselves. They'll see the train tracks. And yeah, it start, the- definitely
2: starts off with the train tracks. I can. I'm, I just have the sound yep. off, but. Yep. I, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's the thing. Like, um, when when you're running for the Republican ticket, you have a you have a hill to climb. Um, seeing like what what they've been doing. Like the last, like, like with me, which like, who cares? You know, really, they, they don't care about me, but, um, (laughs) I mean, let's, let's be real here. Um, but still, like, I, I really hope that when people are looking at, um, like the, the conservative, um, the conservative candidates, you know, when they're going to start coming out of the woodwork, then see how they introduce themselves see how what they focus on when they're first running you know what what they want to what they start talking about um because this is their chance to try to sell you and it, and they're supposed to put their best foot forward and so yeah. they know opening like, argument exactly yeah. and you're you're like you're not going to just go out there and say whatever you're gonna be focus grouped you're gonna rewrite and rewrite your speech you're gonna invite the people that you want and the people that they surround themselves with the people that they um invite on either side really is telling of what tell they want to they accomplish are. it tells who they are it tells what they want to accomplish and what their focus is so when when it's not just that she invited like this old racist to speak at you know she, apparently like she's she's been in this congregation or something like she said oh i i, I still want to be you when i grow up like at her at her speech which oh,
0: is so not good this is this is who she is yeah i just took a quick look at that guy and he's you know he's a he's a mess. zionist and uh spouting conspiracy theories about the end of the world and yeah. 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 A, and and you know what? He's the a particular sad, kind of person.
2: <laughs> he is a very he is he's one of the original particular kinds of people. Um, yeah. He's a proto particular person. But mm-hmm. the but like the 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 really sad thing is like some conservatives probably have good ideas sure. on how to do things. They might, but because oh my they've hitched their. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I think that some people if they say dumb things they might have good ideas I don't know because I'm not going to listen to them because they're putting people like him in front of them and shaking their hand like that's that's the thing and this is we were talking about well I'm not going to bring up the the thing again but um like this is the, the if you want to appeal and you want to show that you're not just the old white racist party, you know that everybody like mocks you for being not you. Sue, specifically, I'm talking about Nikki Haley. Then, uh, you then you should try not to do things like
0: this. <laughs> but I, what? Well, you know what else am I supposed to? Think? I mean, there are a number of uh, evangelical Christian ministers out there who can give an opening invocation at your announcement event they don't have to be that guy exactly so yeah it's
2: it's really sad like she she she's hitched her she's um she's pushed back against trump which is you know a bonus that's a good Mm -hmm. thing um she seems to be more of the of a centrist than a lot of her party um I, i like according to sue which i believe you um so that's all good, you know. That's these but are it'll be these proven, are positive you know, one things. One way or the other,
1: it, it will be proven sort of one way or the other. Thank God, our elections are so long. You know, by the end of next year, you'll know. I mean, we know <laughs> already. That's the thing. Yeah. Or or will have yeah. forgotten all about her. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah we I go. mean yeah. we know what
2: she's about now, because this was her moment to say like, this is who I am, and she showed us who she was. And now I'm not going to listen to her at all. I mean, I wasn't going to listen to her before, but you know, like there now, that possibility is completely out the window because just she,
1: because of who had a prayer at her at her the opening prayer. Because at her she opening. specifically
2: chose this person, knowing what he has said, knowing who, who what he has said over the decades. Yeah, she has put that was the first person on stage before her speech.
0: Yeah. I mean, if I had, if I was announcing a political campaign and I somehow brought back the ghost of Father Coughlin to, to give the opening invocation, you'd be like, oh, the Nazi guy. Cool. Yeah. yeah no, why, Mike did, why did you
1: choose him? Yeah, why exactly. Choose him?
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I really, I, I really wish that people would take these sorts of things more seriously. Like if, if Biden, um, like came out and said like uh, I w- I'm going to be introduced by I don't even know <laughs> like some some someone that was like Jeremiah Wright. Yeah, sure. I don't know who
0: that is. The, what he was the he was the reverend uh, who used who Obama went to his church in uh Chicago before he became president and there was a lot of uproar about him like you know like ten years ago or whatever, yeah, um, you know, two thousand and eight, because uh, you know they're like, oh, Jeremiah Wright has given sermons where he says like, God damn America, and it's like, yeah, because the whole point of the sermon is he's talking about how God hates racism and we need to do better as a society. We need to, you know, purge our hatreds and our bigotries uh, if we want to actually be serious about our commitment to, you know being Christians and having these Christian values and whatnot that we say we follow and whatnot, you know, and I'm not trying to carry water for Christianity here, but you know, it's like, Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's certainly an, uh, an argument and one that, you know, even though I'm not a believer, I'm like, okay, I can, ex- I, you know, I can understand that and support that. I, I can yeah. agree with the principle of that. So let's, yeah. Let,
2: yeah. Let's say that Biden, um, comes out and he, he has a a religious figure that he, that, that, that opens for him you know an opening act mm-hmm. for him and uh it's it's a it's a very liberal c- c- uh catholic priest mm-hmm. you know sure. like really really into the um really into the the movement that says the earth is god's domain we should take care of it you oh know? like that
1: that like, francis guy pope well, francis yeah yeah, well, francis. yeah maybe like that guy so <laughs> Big. So what if what if a Catholic came out who was very pro um pro life, like really strictly? Would you mm-hmm. ha- would you think twice about Biden as his opening, you know, political foray? Yes. He had a, a very strict Catholic priest yes. on the Yes I would on the podium. Yes, because that I goes would.
2: against like what he's said before.
0: Yeah. And and what, what the party about I would absolutely yeah. seriously pursue pushing him, you know, pushing him out, primarying him. Absolutely,
2: yeah, yeah, definitely. That that is a
0: huge line in the sand.
2: Yeah, and, and that's again, like, and and the thing is, like, having having a liberal priest, um, a liberal a little a a Catholic priest, like someone that has liberal um views and reads the Bible in a in a very like left leaning light, let's say, then if he puts that person up. Then we know that he still cares about his Catholic faith. He's he's super Catholic, so understandable. Mm-hmm. And we know like what he thinks is important because he, of all the Catholic priests that he could have chosen, he chose this guy, yep. and that says something. You know, like him having a priest to open for him is like you know that's a little you know Sub-optimal. but optimal. Yeah. yeah the the thing is that. It's not that she just got a a religious figure to have a comment like a an opening prayer. Like, sure, she's she's a she's a conservative, she's a Christian. That's 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 what she's she's gonna do. Cool. the The thing is that she's she didn't even just get a someone that's like been racist for like the past ten years or something. This guy has been. This guy endorsed
0: a segregationist. And never said, oops. <laughs> yeah, the one thing, if it was, you know, before the, the late Senator Robert Byrd, who, uh, you know, 60, 70 years ago was in the KKK, and mm-hmm. like, has since come out and been like, oh, my God, I was so wrong. I'm so sorry. You know, and throughout his time in the Senate was like, yeah, no, KKK sucks. I was totally wrong. They're bad.
1: You it's, know, mm-hmm. Racism is bad. That yeah. has a, have, had a daughter.
0: No, what? you're thinking of Strom Thurmond. Strom Thurmond oh, never Thurmond. actually repudiated the KKK. Robert yeah. Byrd was a Democrat. He yeah, was he an was. old school Southern Democrat who stayed with the Democratic Party. He didn't flip dog, with yeah. the Dixiecrats to the uh, to the Republicans like Jesse Helms or Strom Thurmond or a bunch of other people. So, yeah. Yeah. So th-
2: that's this is this is the thing. Like you, the people that you say or that you get to announce you, the people that you, that you put on stage before you to open up and like, say like the to, to to introduce you, to bring you on stage. That says a lot. It says who, who it you care about, what you care about. Um, Especially if it's like, I can get this person that's kind of bad, or I can just start digging into this mud pit and just dredge up the, this monster. And that's what she did, which is really unfortunate. It was a bad choice because now Mm. that stinks going to be on her for a while, especially since the only person that she's running against is Trump and he's not doing anything really. So that's she's going to have to change the headline herself. uh, And that's it. So this is going to be a thing now. It's unfortunate. Bad choice.
1: Yeah. Bad, well, bad choice. And God you know, May have just helped her.
2: He might have <laughs> actually. Honestly, yeah,
1: kind of. Yeah, especially because her opening foray was that you need to uh, do mental competency tests for people over seventy-five in politics. I mean, that's a pretty. That's oh god, god good you, really? Diane
0: Feinstein, Feinstein.
1: She said that. Yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. She said that's that's why the conversation started that way. From what I understand. Yeah, she's she's calling, which would be Trump and Biden and Dianne Feinstein and a lot of the, you know, old white people in the Senate and the House. So, yeah, yeah interesting. I mean, that, talk about a first statement. I, That's sort of. And
0: I'm, I'm not really. I mean, it's a crappy idea for a lot of reasons, but, you know. Yeah, I'm
2: not really into that. Yeah. am not. I'm not really cool and, with and, that.
0: And genre, you've and repeatedly gone on the on this show, talked about how you want turnover and generational turnover and not too many older people in the Senate controlling everything. Yep.
2: So. Well, I mean, not, not just not like older people. I'm saying I I have an issue with people that have been in that seat for like 50 years. Yep. If someone that was 80 wanted to be the junior senator for what what whatever, yeah. Sure, run. Yeah. go for it. New I don't blood. care. Yeah, yeah. just blood. get get someone else in there. Have them only stay for a few terms and then get out. That's what I'm saying. And if yep. you're like, yep. if you just won't move, and you just keep the seat, that's my issue.
1: Fair enough. Incumbency has a lot of power. She's for term limits too, according to this statement. So mm. that was some the other half of it. Yeah. Well, I think she's acknowledging what people are saying, which you just said, genre, That it's you know it's time we've got a lot of entrenched interests that need to be yeah. broken up and scooted out. There
2: are a lot of legal challenges and like constitutional stuff that we that we really need to, to look into. There there are definitely issues with having having term limits, um, but yep. we should we should definitely look into how to make it harder. To just stay in a seat for for decades and decades,
0: because accountability is something that matters, whether it's a politician or a podcast host or a police officer or anybody else, really.
1: So, nice callback, thank
0: you. <laughs> and I, I did that because I can hear the music, so we do have to wrap up. I'm afraid uh, there's more to say in this topic, and maybe we'll come back to it. And I'm sorry we didn't get to hear your thoughts on the State of the Union genre, because I, you know, as a Consummate critic of of media presentation, I was really curious to know what you thought about that. But that's well, fine. Some it's other good. time. I didn't. I didn't watch it. Honestly. Ah, interesting. <laughs> well, oh, That's um, a first. <laughs> well, it's, I guess you really weren't feeling well. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're gonna wrap it up here. This is it for tonight. Uh, for civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next is subculture, followed by table of contents at ten, and the great OK Asia at midnight, uh, Eastern Time, anyways. And uh, yeah, we've got a podcast of this show going out tomorrow morning and a repeat broadcast Monday afternoon at four. So listen to us all over again. You know you want to. All right. But that'll do it for now. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.